find out what happens, what happens? when people stop being polite. Start getting. Welcome, 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 everybody, to another episode of The Real World. Um, I got the pleasure to bring a cool guest in here today. Uh, she's going to spit some facts about the music industry, just kind of give you a background on how she grew up, why she loves what she does, and an event that she has that's coming up that I thought was really cool. Um, I want to welcome everybody to uh, meet Angela. Hey, hey, hey. So uh, we got introduced to a friend. Um we got the chance to talk and kind of rap, and then you told me about kind of your background and that you wanted to throw a music summit. Mm-hmm. I thought that was cool. Uh, tell me a little bit about it. All right. So as you said, my name is Angela, and uh, originally from the Shy. Um, shout out to all my Southside Chicagoans out there in the, in the world. Um, been working in entertainment pretty much my whole career. Um and I was like just thinking to myself like hey you know I want to do my own thing I want to create my own opportunities um, you know like most we all see ourselves as bosses so you know what better way to start to become that than to create you know create something that'll give me that space to be it so I decided to create my company behind the scenes and it's an entertainment company with like separate platforms so right now we are focusing on like informational events want to provide people with information more details about careers behind the scenes of artists like a lot of people focus on artists you know people that you see in front of the camera but what are, what do you do and how do you develop for those positions behind the camera, behind the scenes of whether it's music or film or any other form of entertainment. So right now we're focusing on Level Up. It's a songwriting and music business summit. So this summit is gonna focus on, you know, copywriting, um, publishing, how to negotiate your rates, growing as a songwriter specifically. Like, what is that gonna take? What does that look like for you to grow in your craft? How do you develop? Do you need to be in a room with other songwriters? Do you stay in your little nook? You know, how do you know if you're getting better? Um, Also building a reputation in the music industry as a songwriter. What does that look like? How do people perceive you or, or how would you be quote unquote judged in the music industry as a songwriter? Is it because your, your art is dope? You know what I mean? Um, Do people focus more on your art or do they, like you because you're cool but your art is just okay you know what I mean how can you develop a really good reputation how do you go about getting gigs how do you get the opportunity to write for your favorite artists and how do you get your basically your song from your notepad to the billboard charts and so I'm putting together a panel of experts in the music industry um, who are going to come together and basically dish on all of that information yes tickets are 10 bucks on eventbrite poop poop um <laughs> it'll be at ivy city smokehouse at 1356 oakey street northeast in washington dc october 6th at 1 p.m so 
definitely come out and learn a lot. Find out how to better secure your bag and grow and be great. So first, the two questions. One, anybody listening to this that's probably new in the business, Mm -hmm. why should they listen to you in terms of like why they would want to come? So what in your background basically speaks to that to say like, hey, I I have some expertise there and the things that I don't know, obviously I'm going outside of myself to get people in to know something about it. Well, to be honest, I'm not a songwriter, but again, I've been working in the music industry for, or entertainment industry for a while. I started at the Recording Academy, which a lot of people know it as the Grammys, right? And then I was able to develop relationships there, learn a lot um, as it relates to the Recording Academy. And then I matriculated on to uh, Live Nation, which is the largest promotional company in the world. So they back hella tours that most people are super familiar with. They also own Ticketmaster, House of Blues, um, but they yeah, also like <laughs> own the Fillmore's. So as it relates to working in private sector for a major corporation like Live Nation, we definitely learn a lot. Live Nation, while I was working for them, I was working at the Warner Theater in the district. Um, you learn a lot about contracts. You learn a lot about booking shows, dealing with artists. Um from the business side of entertainment is where I've always been. So Live Nation definitely gave me a solid foundation of information and exposure to different artists and other areas of entertainment. After Live Nation, um, I ended up at the district government. They actually have an entertainment office, you guys, <laughs> which a lot of people are not either familiar with or just had no clue that the district government would um, have an actual entertainment office. But yes, they do. Yeah, you put me on the two of the Like, I'd heard about it, but Mm -hmm. I wasn't really interested until Mm -hmm. you kind of told me the story behind it. Yeah, so the office is called the Office of Cable Television, Film, Music, and Entertainment. They are responsible for the platform of 202 Creates. Uh, We just had a kickoff party for it uh, this past Wednesday, which was two days ago. Definitely a dope situation that popped off at City Winery. Shout out to Mayor Mario Bowser for holding us down and supporting that event and supporting 202 Creates. Um, But being at a creative entertainment styled office is great. It does have a little bit of a twist because it is government. So it is going to be a little bit different. But it's an oasis of an entertainment space. There's a radio station. There are television studios in the in downstairs. There are editing suites. Um, there are multiple pieces to a major puzzle uh, at the um, at the office, which is so amazing. So many resources. So many gurus at their craft. You know what I mean? And so just to be exposed to that, I am still on the business side of it, um, which has definitely just enhanced and given me new experiences and new things to think about. So do you have any help with this? You are your partner. Like, I don't want to know your, you know, if you're partner with companies or something, but is this more of a... I guess like the brainchild of yourself you said you had a vision you decided to carry it out or was it kind of like a conglomerate of people mm-hmm. can you kind of speak to that a little bit yeah so behind the scenes was definitely my own personal vision 
you know, like I said before, I definitely always saw myself as running my own thing. I have an ultimate vision of wanting to be a mom and a wife and how can I raise my own kids in my home and work in entertainment and have that level of flexibility. The best way that I saw that was to create behind the scenes. I know that I want to give people information. I want to help them bridge information and opportunity together so that they can secure the bag. You know what I mean? And so that's one piece of the puzzle of behind the scenes. I also want to do uh, music festivals. So that'll be another piece of the platform coming up down the line. And we'll also be tackling uh, health as it relates to entertainment. You know what I mean? As I actually have a background um, in public health epidemiology and a I have a master's degree in that and I have a bachelor's in biology. So what you're telling me is that you're going to be promoting uh, for people to stop, what is it, drinking lean, popping mollies and all of the other crazy drugs that a lot of artists are currently yeah, going to be creative. Yeah, we'll definitely focus on how to um, move away from self-medicating. But more importantly, I want to see a cultural change within the entertainment industry overall. So, for example, I'm tired of seeing artists reach a breaking point either through suicide, through serious depression. Uh, How can we combat that early on? And one of the ways to help change culture is to obviously give information, but the management companies. You know, I get it. People get... Major corporations invest a lot in artists and in their brand, and I understand that, and they want to see a return. So they have high expectations of their artists. However, if the individual becomes sick for any chance, it's hard to get any type of return at that point. So how can... I want to give management companies and even the artists themselves information on... Hey, you know, if they say, hey, I don't feel good, I'm really tired, I'm feeling really emotional, how can the artist properly articulate that? And what is the healthiest action of the management company to say, oh, okay, so maybe this is a good time for me to kind of back off and give you a little bit of space? Not to discount the schedule or what's needed and necessary, um, but, you know, how can we work together to protect your health and to protect my investment. You understand? So I get it. I I think outside looking in, um, I look at people like Mariah, Kanye, um, a number of artists who've had the, you know, kind of like the mental breakdowns because mm-hmm. dealing with the public, dealing with kind of the fame of like what they've done is stressful. I don't know how we prevent that. Because certainly you have the instances where we haven't at least, you know, up front seen Jay-Z go through this in terms of like a That's public true. thing. And it may not it's be... certain people, yeah, but it's certain people that are way more susceptible to it. And in an industry where it feels like you kind of work when you want to, the problem is you're just under contract forever. Like, they certainly can pressure you and say, hey, you haven't had an album in a couple of years. Rihanna dropped, uh, wasn't anti, what was the last album that she had? Um... Was it anti? I think it was anti. So she dropped that in what, 2016? 
And we haven't sniffed a Rihanna album in a couple years. But she also dropped it on her own label. True. But that's what I'm saying. Like, she's moving in a way where it's like, I'm putting myself in the things that I want to do. So in turn, I can create good music for people. Um, I get that, that a lot of people don't move like that. But I also think that a lot of, especially why people don't take care of themselves, there's this culture specifically within music. I need to be high to be creative. Or if I'm not high or if I'm not doing these things, that doesn't mean that I'm putting out good product. So I got to burn the midnight candle every night because I'm in the studio writing, 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 writing. Yeah, I did 100 songs, but out of those 100 songs, only two are good. I don't know how you turn down that level of just, if I'm fair, um, activity to make it to a situation where maybe they're still getting good music, but they don't have to do the same kind of work. Like the work just seems like it needs to be done. It's up to people to figure out what works for them. Like I look at the locks. Locks have been literally guys that have been in the studio forever. They all do the same thing. They go to the studio a few times a week. They write, they write, they write. You don't really hear that they've had mental breakdowns. You hear that they're trying to do different things, so maybe they're not hotheads no more. You know, Styles doesn't want to beat people up anymore because he's like, yo, I'm an old man. I can't stomp somebody out. Like, I don't want to do that. Like, I want to have my juice and go to my juice bar. Like, Mm -hmm. that's the stuff that they're moving on. While other people like, you know, Kanye, he's worried about the public perception because he gained weight. So now it's like, I got to, you know, go through lipo. I got hooked to painkillers because I'm doing this because of the image of me being so crazy. Mm -hmm. I think that, you know... Everybody, of course, is different, and I completely understand that. But for those who, you know, even though you can maybe handle the stress in a more manageable way, if that's even possible to some degree, um, kudos to you. But that doesn't mean that there is an area of improvement. And I'm I'm not saying that we should prevent it. But there could be developments of healthier practices. I agree. But how do you handle it? So, I mean, and this is stuff that we kind of talked about before we started recording. You're kind of doing all of this on your own. Um, You work a nine to five. You're doing all of these things and you're funding all of these efforts that you're doing because it's a vision that you have. But you like as I look at you, I don't know because obviously I can't tell depression. Mm -hmm. You don't look depressed. You look happy that you're like, look, my my events coming up. I'm laying out all of these things. This is the kind of stuff that keeps me happy. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So, like, that's what I get from you. But you're go- you're somebody that's literally going through it. You got your own deadlines to do it. So how do you manage it? Um, for me, it's a multitude of things that I utilize and people that I um, call on for encouragement. Uh for me, that's meditating in the morning. I have a very strict morning schedule. Um, it can be sermons. I listened to a sermon this morning. Devon Franklin, shout out to him for always um, helping me understand some of these experiences that I've had. <laughs> but, uh, you know, from a spiritual standpoint, every time I do something different or tackle a different task within developing this music summit, you know, my first part of my prayer is to just draw closer to the Lord. It has nothing to do with the event itself or the business. You know what I mean? As far as I see it, for me, what works for me is it's a partnership between me and God. You know, if I can do my very best, I know that the the Lord will provide every other need possible. So my faith plus my work, I'm just confident that God got it. You know what I mean? So for me, it's meditation, it's working out, 
is I bike ride to work or I walk to work. Um, so different things like that. And it does become overwhelming, you know what I mean, when you realize you haven't taken your own personal self-care time. Um, and things get tough, you know what I mean? But I do have a core amazing group of girlfriends who are always checking in like, hey, keep going, you know what I mean? I see you being great, you got this. So those kinds of pieces of encouragement have just been amazing within this journey and process. Um, as well as, you know, just experiencing small blessings. You know what I mean? Just when I feel like, I don't know, you know, yeah, it's been times I wake up and I just be like, this might have been a terrible choice. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know nothing about, like, should I just stop here? <laughs> but I'm allergic to quitting. It gives me like a complete situation. <laughs> like, I, I can't quit. So, um, you know, I'll get these small blessings that will reaffirm the purpose and you know for that I can only be grateful you know what I mean every time actually this morning it said that when you're um, met with resistance to something that you are trying to accomplish it means you're going in the right direction because it's getting harder you know what I mean and so if it were easy I would be a little concerned like whoa like why is this going extra uber smooth you know what I mean like ain't nobody got nothing you know what I mean but you know it definitely has its challenges um but for me it's just um making sure I, I wind down I'm personally don't have the time to really go out like that although that's gonna change because expect to see me in these streets passing out these level up flyers <laughs> but um you know I'll be I have to schedule you know like my Sundays are called literally called self-care Sundays where I have you know go to the market wash my clothes <laughs> chill Netflix and chill food prep you know what I mean meal prep so, you know, those things are nuanced things that I like to do. So that helps me to level out and feel better. I did recently take a little bit of a hiatus and went out to Deep Creek, Maryland um, with some family, which was super dope. Just getting away and being in a separate, peaceful environment. Yeah, you get to disconnect for a while. Just the opportunity to get some rest <laughs> was just like... Woo! <laughs> so that was just great. Um, highly recommend it if you can squeeze a two-second getaway, even a staycation in a hotel room or Airbnb. It ain't got to be fancy, but just to decompress from everything that you feel is just so necessary. So I also do a lot of reading. Of... Sorry, I'm going to cut you off. No, but I do do a lot of reading. Um, I read a lot of uh, leadership style books. Um, I do a lot of uh, kind of spiritually based books. So those things, and now I'm about to, I just found some new books that I plan on purchasing um, that are in reference to business. So yeah, I do a lot of reading and research, but I try to veg out on Netflix. Shout out to Netflix for Luke Cage. <laughs> I'm excited to watch Ozark today. I'm going to really spend a lot of my weekend doing that for season two. If you haven't seen that, check that out. I haven't. Okay. Um, it's Honestly, it's like the classic. Well, not classic, but it's what happens if somebody else did a Breaking Bad in another way 
with a weird take on it. It's kind of like a he's like a money manager. Just check it out. I promise. <laughs> That's what's up. Um, All without right. giving too much away. Um, I think one of the things that I thought was dope, um, as somebody that has like a a platform that I'm trying to create that I'm moving with, I have no problem saying anything on the air. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the beginning, I was really afraid of what people thought if I would say the mm-hmm. wrong thing. Mm-hmm. But one thing that I want to give you credit for is having an event and saying, like, you know what? I don't really care who kind of comes or shows up. Like, I'm just going to put this out there and just, you know, based on my hard work, prayers, you know, I feel like that's going to work for something. I'm afraid to do something like that. I'll just keep it real. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to do a live event. But the problem is I'm like, well, yeah, 50 of my friends show up. That's cool. But what if only like two regular people show up? And now it's like. I don't, I know everybody in the crowd and that's not a situation mm-hmm. I want. That basically just to me says that I had a party. <laughs> I want a party. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. my friends can't like support me or they paid mm-hmm. to come party with me. That's not the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you had mentioned to me, you know, just one of the cool things for you because you had started selling tickets. You started recognizing people's names that you didn't know. Right, right. Dope feeling. Yeah, I mean, it definitely is a motivator. Um, I will be honest. I do want to see people come out to my event. You know what I mean? It's something that is heavy on my mind. But uh, every time I feel that kind of pressure, I feel like I'm just, I have to get into the space to increase my faith. You know what I mean? It's just like, nope, God got that part. He going to be moving on these people. They gonna buy these tickets and they gonna show up. So, so I have to just increase my faith and uh, just trust in that. You know, yes, I would be doing my best at putting the word out. You know, posting on social media. Definitely follow me on social uh, on IG at uh, b underscore t underscore s underscore twenty behind the scenes twenty. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say like, what does that mean? Like, yeah, behind the scenes. Okay. <laughs> um, definitely follow me there. Uh, but you know, putting myself out there and actually doing this event is very much outside of my character. I am very private in a lot of ways. And, you know, I don't expose myself to the world like that. So yeah, this, this is has been, those, you're opening yourself. Yeah, up this has definitely been a scrutinizing opportunity for people. But, you know, I, it is what it is. You know what I mean? I don't expect to be everybody, you know, everybody's like. I don't expect for people to want to be besties with me. I have besties and they're dope. <laughs> so, but. As Shout a guy, out to the ladies. Really, yeah, I was gonna say I'm, that's not really why I'm here, but I get it. Like, yeah, but you know, just knowing, like, hey, people, you know, the people in my core are still gonna like me and rock with me after this. If I failed tremendously, which I don't believe is gonna happen, they are still gonna be cool with me. It's gonna be hard to bounce back from a personal note, you know. But I tried. You know what I mean? And, you you know, yeah, sometimes you just got to put yourself out there and trying is can be very free. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, it's it's definitely just outside of a comfort zone. But I think you just get to a point where the vision or the purpose is just so dear to you that that personal shit just don't 
it just don't matter. Nothing great has ever happened when you were comfortable. Exactly. You have to be exactly. uncomfortable to accomplish things. Yeah, you got to get... if it was easy, then everybody would do it. Yeah, you got to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. And as cliche as that's becoming, um, it's very true. You Thanks. know what I mean? I've tackled social media. I am not a social media guru, but I have definitely learned some tricks. <laughs> I have, you know, developed uh, different posts and stuff like that. I'm still learning... I'm still figuring out the branding pieces, but you know, it is what it is. I can't let not knowing something be an excuse. In this situation, excuses are there's no, absolutely no room for excuses. Right. Like you can't say, "Oh, well, I didn't know," so I just was like, "Oh, I'm a, I'm gonna just brush that off," or "I'm just not gonna do that." Right. No, if you don't know, you have to man up. Put on, in my case, put on my big girl pants. And, you know, go for it. So, you know, I just, I can't dwell in excuses of, well, you know, I wasn't really good at that. I don't really want people to look at me and I don't want them to associate this with me. Bump all of that. I don't care. You know what I mean? Know me. You know what I mean? Furthermore, know this event. (laughs) So, see, I had to get past all of that. So, Uh I feel you. I I know the first couple episodes of my podcast, honestly, were super trash <laughs> mostly just because i was literally afraid to say anything i'm like all right if i say this somebody's gonna be offended if i say that you know somebody might not like that i said mm-hmm. these things and then i found myself just not being honest about situations and if i'm real my first couple of episodes i remember just seeing a spike i'm like oh wow okay you know I got 300 people to like listen to the first episode. Second episode, I'm like, I got 400 people. All right, this is cool. And my friends are like, yo, like, what are you doing? You're, that's not you. Like, I already know the deal. Like, I understand you're worried about kind of some kind of fallout, but that's not you. I don't think that you're gonna get far not being yourself. I agree. So at a certain point, it was just like one day I remember having an episode. Like, all right, gloves is off. I'm over this. Like, mm-hmm. I'm gonna say whatever the fuck I want to say. And not that I'm trying to be disrespectful to anybody or to put anybody down, mm-hmm. but if I have an opinion, I got to be true to myself. Yeah. From that point on, it's, I don't want to say it's been easy, but it's way easier to create content. Mm-hmm. It's way easier to have conversations mm-hmm. with people. Because um, again, I'm not trying to put anybody down. I want to see everybody grow. Yeah. The real reason I started a podcast was because I thought that it would be cool to have voices heard about all kinds of topics that people don't necessarily get the chance to hit. Mm-hmm. So just because, you know, like you said, you're on the low. Nobody might not know you because you don't have a crazy social media presence. That doesn't mean you're not either A, smart, B, you know, articulate, C, have like some great perspective or something. Or D, you might just have a great idea on how to handle certain things. And nobody knows that just because, again, you prefer just being anonymous. You don't want to be on the scene. Mm-hmm. Why not give those people a voice too? Yeah. I looked at the same thing with myself. Where I'm like, I don't have, like, all of the podcasts I listen to, most of these people aren't experts for stuff. Like, certainly it's just, mm-hmm. I like their personality. Mm-hmm. I rock with them. So because mm-hmm. of that, I'm like, well, why not me? Yeah. Like, I have an opinion. As yeah. long as I'm not being disrespectful, people are really going to yeah, tune in. Yeah, people rock with it. Yeah, yeah, they rock with it. For sure. I think that being yourself is... Um, in my Cali voice, major key. Um, but Never say that again. I know I'm a cornball. It is what it is. <laughs> I will yeah, always be that. <laughs> I have fully embraced my corniness. Um, but um, 
Yeah, I am a black chick from the south side of Chicago. And, you know, I can be really bold and in your face and sometimes really relaxed and chilled. But I don't change that up when I meet people. You know, I don't cut my personality down when I'm at work. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I work my ass off. That is for sure. (laughs) But, you know, I'm also, I have to be me. I don't know any other way to do it. And if you just don't fuck with it, that's cool. I'm cool with that too. You know what I'm saying? I respect it. At least, you know what I mean? I know where you stand. You know what I mean? So I ain't even gonna take that person. It's just like, I don't like her. Oh, okay, cool. That's cool. We won't be cool, but at least I know. You know what I mean? I know what's up now, (laughs) but yeah, definitely be yourself. That leads me to something. And this is not really off topic, but you watch Insecure at all? Yeah, yeah. So I'm thinking about how everybody at work has to have this different persona. Like a lot of times with us being black, we got a quote unquote code switch where, yeah, I could be this mm-hmm. way talking to you like this when I'm in front of your face. But if I'm at work, I don't even know if you've seen, um, what's the Boots Riley movie? Uh, Sorry to Bother You, where my man had to switch to his white voice to make sales on the phone, mm-hmm. where we have this constant struggle as black people that we got to do things like this. Do you feel like, and I don't know if you do or if you don't, but do you feel like kind of, you know, blending in or changing part of your personality at those situations is appropriate or do you just feel like I'm me all the time this is how I'm gonna rock um you know I'm gonna be straight up I don't have an extensive amount of experience of being in a predominantly white working environment you know what I mean I've been in them yes but a yeah, large part Grammy of my working environments like, have been. The Grammys is definitely white. Mm, it really? was uh yeah, but the people I work with were black. Okay. So you know what I mean. I saw the top that looked like me. Okay. So I miss that. I have been in certain environments, but that never made me feel like I had to change. As far like even now, you know what I mean. I I work with um, all different types of nationalities. And I am who I am. If you come to the table and we're at a meeting, me being black, yeah, I know you're going to probably have some thoughts about it, but I don't give a damn. What you should be most concerned about is this information I'm going to lay out. So, you know, I think that when I am in particular environments, me being black is not something that I focus on. I focus on information. I focus on being tight, tight with mine. So by the time we done meeting, you're going to be like, yo, that girl was all the way together. She was extra ready. She informed me beyond my expectations. You're preaching now, right? Yeah. Like your voice changed up. You, oh, you it's like that because that's that. how I feel. Like yeah. I feel real passionate about that. It's okay. We here for a greater purpose than trying to figure out and make judgments over fucking skin colors. So what? You know what I mean? Like, that's some basic shit. You know what I mean? I'm here to talk about some real life situations or whatever information or topics that we plan to tackle during this meetup. You know, let's focus there. If you want to talk about, oh, but she had a little twang in her voice. Okay, yeah, note it. 
Yeah, write that shit down if you want to. I don't give a damn, but what you gonna remember is how dope I was by the end of this damn meeting. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, I think that for some people, it may breed a level of comfort for black people to try to switch. And I'm sorry that they feel that that is a necessary tool or strategy to navigate their workplace. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's fucking terrible. It is what, you know what I'm saying? That's terrible. We got a long way to go. Every time you feel like you got to do that, you just should be noting yourself, damn, I got a long way to go. (sighs) You know what I mean? (laughs) So, but, you know, don't let that overshadow your purpose. You know what I mean? Stay focused on your purpose. If your purpose is to meet with these people and say, hey, I'm going to convince you why you should, you know, support my million dollar idea right now. I'm going to have you so focused on these reasons why that I want you to forget that I'm black. And it ain't going to be until you start clapping at the end of it and like, man, that was great. You know, that's not something we've ever heard of. We would love to support that. Okay, great. You know what I mean? Okay, great. Because now, you know, I'm so bomb at this. It's going to be to your detriment to not support it. You know what I mean? Like, that's how hard I approach it. But that's just me. Nah, see, this is the passion that I wanted to hear (laughs) specifically coming from you. Because I know you having an event. Mm -hmm. It's a big deal. Mm -hmm. Um, We, I mean, and I know I'm I'm breaking the, what is the fourth wall, third wall, whatever, uh, by talking about stuff that we did off air. But one of the things that I said to you and I thought was cool was I'm like, yo, you didn't pick a small venue. You didn't Mm -hmm. pick like a starter event. Like, mm-hmm. I'm thinking, like, okay, I don't know what's going on. Let me put something at a smaller spot, see if I can start there and build myself up. You shot pretty damn high. <laughs> Again, I think that takes a lot. Like, I know you're a woman, and I sh- probably shouldn't say this, but that takes balls. Like, that's that takes some gumption, all the other words that you could think of to do that. And that's what I think is dope. I mean, that's why, like I said, yo, I'm a cop a ticket. Like... I'm not going to be on the support like, yeah, nah, I got you. I'm going to come through. Yeah. Yo, Angela, I'm here. Let me in. No, 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 no. This is one of those things where anybody listening, I think I always say this. I support people through my dollars. I support mm-hmm. people by showing up to stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't support just by saying I'm going to come and then expect to get in for free. Mm-hmm. I can't help my friends by doing that. Mm-hmm. It's the same way that I expect my friends to do for me. Like, yeah. And I've seen that. So... I'm just passing it forward. So, again, I think it's dope. I know I'm going to, you know, tweet out the link, send out the link. I'm going to put something in writing when I do notes for this. Um, Because, again, I do want people to support you. Uh, I definitely appreciate that, man. I definitely, definitely appreciate that. It is a huge deal. And, yeah, um, Ivy City Smokehouse, the venue, uh, there is a backspace for those who haven't been to Ivy City Smokehouse. It's actually located in the northeast area of dc like off of north cap mm, off of new york avenue near and actually next door to city winery which used to be the old dream slash the old love did you ever go down with it i did i did it was popping it was when did you move here (laughs) (laughs) i've been living on the east coast since 2003 okay so you did go when it was popping i was just making sure yeah yeah but i've lived in new york i've lived in jersey i've lived in baltimore and now dc baltimore's terrible why would you do that i went to morgan state shout out go bears really orange and blue all day i feel like you 
Yo, yeah, we'll talk about that off here. I feel like you might know some other people I know. Okay. No word. Um, um, but yeah, I mean, going after Ivy City Smokehouse, I had gone on other walkthroughs at other venues that were really nice, but I just didn't like the structure of the space. So when I found or when it was suggested that I look into Ivy City Smokehouse, you know, I went and I've been there prior to the walkthrough that I went on. But, you know, part of doing something on your own is to learning to trust yourself and to trust your gut. So I went to the venue space and it literally had just about every other piece that I needed. And um, I was I couldn't find a reason to say no. And so I said yes. And uh, the rest is that. They will see me October 6th. So, non-event related. Can mm-hmm. you sing? Ooh. Um, see? <laughs> <laughs> On a good day, uh, actually, yeah. I just don't do it. I don't take it seriously. I don't really... Um, I've never truly developed it. You know, like many young people, you know, you start singing when you were young, either you going to keep going and keep singing or you're just going to be like in the car sometimes. You know what I mean? I'm one of those in the car sometimes. Um, but yeah, it's not something that I super focus on at all. So you can't really sing. That that It seems like that's the roundabout answer where you're like, I can hold the tune, but you're scared on saying like, yo, I can blow. No, I would not say I can blow. I am not there. Okay. And that is just being absolutely straight up. Um, but yeah, I can definitely hold a tune. I can background sing it. You know, I can choir it out. You know what I mean? <laughs> I got you. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, I, I I hear very well as it relates to music and harmonize well. Um, but because see, the, the reason I asked that, and it actually has something not just about me making these jokes, but like why music being a thing for you you know what i'm saying like i know mm-hmm. i'm big on music i think personally i can sing in the shower uh-huh. um i don't know how many people are gonna hear that like i'll mm-hmm. sing on like ig and do mm-hmm. stupid shit sometimes mm-hmm. i'm not saying that i'm nice but i think i can hold the tune so i get that mm-hmm. but i don't know if i feel like i'm that passionate about it that i'm like all right i got this event about it so that mm-hmm. shows that you mm-hmm. really have a thing for it mm-hmm. so i'm like all right either you can really rap like, <laughs> you're writing your own lyrics, um, or you could blow. I'm mean on the karaoke mic. Holla at me. But... <laughs> Yo, I'll, yeah, I'll see you on that one. I'll challenge you on that. Like, I think I'm nice on that. Yeah. <laughs> but um, for me, my passion with music starts super early. My family is in entertainment. My dad is a musician. He is a pianist. Um, but he's also multifaceted. My dad plays the drums. He Can writes songs. Hmm. Can you play instruments too? I started learning how to play piano in college. Okay. And uh, yeah, but I I haven't kept up with it. I I was good at it because I can hear really well, but um, I didn't practice, and I don't have piano at home, unfortunately. But um, yeah, you know, my hmm? most people don't like you don't have the space for. I it. used to. Really? Yeah. When I was in Chicago, my dad gave me a piano. Yeah. Like, if you give me enough time, I can play the songs from the radio because I can match it to what I hear. Like, and I don't even need the radio on. I don't need the song playing. Not as dope. I can sing my way through 
the song and so you play like my play my way through. Nah, that's dope. Okay. Um, but yeah, so my dad is a musician. My stepmother is a professional singer. Um, shout out to Joan Colasso. Uh, she actually just performed today during Aretha Franklin's uh, funeral. She was the she background was singer with uh, Shaka Khan. Yes, and... it was like shameless plug. You like shout out. Oh, of course. Shout out stepmom. You, you always got to plug the fam. <laughs> um, <laughs> my sisters are both very, very talented vocalists. Uh, my brother, my older brother works in production as well. And my mother, my mother was a professional ballet dancer at first. And then after having children, she switched over into the production side. And so she became a stage manager and, you know, really heavily in production. So I experienced a lot of jazz, a lot of artistry, a lot of plays my entire childhood. I've probably seen more plays as a kid than most people see in a lifetime. So I was exposed to arts and entertainment very early on, and um, it just, I mean, I love music. You know what I mean? Once, yes, I knew about Miles Davis as a child and was really hip on Miles, but, you know, we definitely grew up on Michael Jackson for sure. You know, um, I also used to watch, uh, ooh, Singing in the Rain. It's an old, old film. I can't think of the guy's name that stars in it. My brothers would would be disappointed that I can't remember. But um, uh, anyway, like Fred Astaire, you know what I mean? I was really familiar with Fred Astaire at an early age. Um, so, That's not usual. For exactly. Especially so, black kids. Yeah. So I got a really unique exposure to different types of entertainment and entertainers right. at an early age. My mother likes film. You know what I mean? From theater, stage management, and doing different types of events and productions. She also loves movies. So I became a super movie head. You know what I mean? And really into watching movies. What's your favorite movie? I actually don't have one. Yeah. Here you go. My favorite movie is Trading Places. Real easy for me to say that with Eddie Murphy, Dan Aykroyd. Uh, it's one of my earliest memories, and I still love that movie to the day. Like, I can literally quote probably 90% of the movie. I really like Singing in the Rain. I mean, it's an old, old film. Um, but, hey, I, I really like that film. You know, I grew up on it. I mean, it's so, it's so that many... the same woman that was in Mary Poppins? Nah, okay. nah, nah. Uh, I can't remember that woman's name who's in Singing in the Rain, but she's dope. Uh, man, I wish I could remember the main character's name. His name in real life, the actor. But, yeah, I can't think of, like... Um, a super favorite film. You know, it's definitely, obviously, movies that move me, but nothing off the top. So um, what's the best movie you've seen this year? In 2018? I ain't gonna lie. I've been straight slacking. Yo, so you Netflix and chill. You're a movie head, and you can't think of a movie. I know. I'm so ain't that terrible? Yeah, ain't you that got terrible? a lot going on. Yeah. Gotta relax them. Yeah, relax I know. Relax after October 6th. Exactly. <laughs> I'm going to be playing Super Catch-Up after Great. October 6th. But I don't know. I think I caught Ragnarok on Thor Ragnarok on like Netflix or Hulu. <laughs> like that's how far behind I was. Oh, I saw Black Panther in theaters. Okay. I feel like I'm winning for that. Black card. <laughs> yeah, you can Still holding on. <laughs> it was a bunch of black movies that came out this summer that were kind of on the independent um, tip mm-hmm. that I saw that was super dope. Um, mm. 
like I uh, recently I saw I went on like a Sunday by myself. I saw the Black Klansman movie. So I saw Spike's yeah. movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Sorry to bother you. I saw that. And then it was another movie and I can't remember the name about it or the name of it, but it was a guy who basically he was on pro- uh, probation. It was his last day of probation. He had gone to jail, got out and he had a friend that just pops off and it was just like following the adventures it was like this oh white guy. i saw a, um, the trailer for that a trailer for yeah, that I saw yeah that, too. that was that was that's probably the best movie i've seen this summer yeah i was a little concerned because i didn't want that guy to go back to jail i was right. like lord so, please don't let him go back to jail <laughs> the movie kind of toys around and plays around with that like it doesn't really put him in jeopardy and i'm not mm-hmm. trying to give too much of it away but it was a dope movie like the parallels mm-hmm. that they make to real life and how stuff is set up I recommend anybody check that out. Like, that was something mm. I really enjoyed. That's what's up. And I didn't even fall asleep at it. Like, notoriously, <laughs> if I go to the movies at, like, 9 o'clock at night, probably going to fall asleep at Ooh. some point and miss some of the movie. I stayed up for that part. So Well, that's good. That's yeah, a win. That a <laughs> Look at yourself like, improve it. Oh, I'm giving myself a <laughs> movies is the best sleep ever. Like, I'm paying, like, $10 <laughs> to go into the movies and get, like, a good 30 minutes. <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, but, yeah, I don't have a favorite movie. And finally enough, well, that's not true. I was going to say I don't have a favorite artist. That's not true. I love Brandy. Really? What? So, I like Both the old school Brandy. Yeah. Like... Full Moon Brandy was like the pinnacle Brandy to me. I love Brand. I remember exactly where I was the first time I heard I Want to Be Down come on the radio in Chicago. I think that had to be 1994. So, yeah, I'm a huge fan of Brandy. I love her tone. I just love the music that she made. You know what I mean? And I appreciated that she didn't take her clothes off for probably the majority of her career. I don't remember Brandy being a sex symbol, so. Exactly. You know what I mean? As a young black kid, you know what I mean? It's just like, oh, okay, I don't have to, you know, you ain't got to be out here half naked. So she she helped me um, as far as media is concerned to look up to someone like that. But I really love Brandy's voice. Did you watch Moesha? I did. I did. I was like really into her. I was so into her. I met her a couple times. It's so funny how um, the Lord works. So earlier this year in April, I worked with Brandy. Oh, wow. Yeah, I worked with her. I was like, man, I attended your shows and to be on the other side of it and work with you is amazing. It was incredible. I was just like, and I have a photo of the very end. I don't even know what time of night that was, but, you know, she was done performing and I went and took a photo with her and it was just like, man, I that wish people could see the, the whole video. Day. It's like the smile on your face is so huge. <laughs> talking about it's probably genuine as hell. Yeah, you're like, you really like, yo, I really like Brandy. You I do, understand. man. I'm such a fan. I feel like low key, she a thug, but she don't want the world to know. Um, but I like her, man. I do. I like her. Um, yeah, she she is a beast. And I, you know, I know people quote her or, you know, give her the credit for being the vocal Bible, but I feel like Brandy has even more to offer vocally than what we know so far. Like, her talent is just insane. So I am, who won on the boy's mind? Um, I don't know. I just left that as a draw. <laughs> you know? You know? <laughs> I ain't even gone. Uh... <laughs> But, um, you know, oh, I did recently see Jay-Z Beyonce. 
the on the run tour. You paid for that? I did. I did. Did that cost your whole paycheck? Nah, nah. Nope. <laughs> um, best show I have ever seen in my life. Really? That's big. That's big words. That I've ever seen in my whole life. And who is giving the best mood about the show is Jill Scott. If you ain't went on IG and saw Jill Scott. <laughs> yeah, I love Julie from Philly. Give her, um, give the Carters all her love about that show. Like that summed it up. It was she said it all correctly. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, that's damn sure the best show I've ever seen in my entire life. And one of the things um, that I appreciate the most is that I bought into Black Entertainment. Those are Black people that look like me. That really ain't that far off in age. That has yeah, the dopest show out there. Yeah, period. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm just like, you know, we always out here as black people like, yeah, let's buy black. But do you realize, do you understand that when you support Jay-Z and Beyonce, you you support your own people? I feel like for some reason, there's some sort of disconnect when it comes to that. I think that some people feel like, well, they got enough. They don't need my extra support. Uh, But they do. (laughs) I don't think it's that. So I've seen Jay probably three or four times in my life seen Beyonce a few mm-hmm. times um I don't feel like I don't want to support them or that me spending my money on them is going to them and they already have it like I get it mm-hmm. what's you know what's uh what, what did Jay say on a uh, 444 what's half of like what do you get when you add a, another billionaire to something like that but I always just thought that their prices were outrageous because of like a yeah. the resale. But when you when you yeah, like the resale market is crazy. Like when you see the production, you see what it goes to. Oh my god, that production is absolutely amazing. Like it is nothing short of amazing from a production standpoint. Fuck it. If they never came out, if they just showed us videos, <laughs> you would just be like, damn, that's big as hell. <laughs> like, Because I've seen a bunch of concerts this summer other than that, and I can see that. Because I, I also heard Drake had dope production value in his concert. He's got a bunch yeah, of Yeah, like, he, he pays attention to yeah. um, his production. He's really yeah. serious about that. He don't, he don't like to F around about that. Right. Um, but... That production, that stage, that those video screens, they are so huge. It's, it's huge. First of all, there's, you know, they they have a stage and like Kanye, part of that stage lifts up and floats above the audience, right. which is beautiful. Right. They have. He started that because now everybody's doing yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. And shout out to Kanye, kind of, because. No. Yeah, the way I sold my Yeezys, boo. Yeah, can't get with the. I know, you know he reps the shot, but boo. Yeah, you saw what he said this week. He was just like, "Oh, I want to apologize to everybody that took my um, comments about slavery, and they were hurt by it. I know I have a responsibility. My question is, what are you trying to sell me? What's coming out next month? It's the only reason why, because when we were fighting and saying like, "Yo, like you shouldn't have said that," you had mm-hmm. nothing to say back then. Months later, mm-hmm. after all your albums drop, his uh, glow in the dark Yeezys is coming. Yeah, yeah and I'm, I will not that's be copying. Uh, not gonna that's be able to do coming it. out. Not gonna be able to do it. Yeah, I um, yeah, I, um, I mean, I, we could do a whole podcast on Kanye just Facts. Uh, as a topic. He, he let me down. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, 
Shout out to the brother at TMZ that got him totally together. <laughs> you know, I, I used to hoop with him in L.A. Oh, Van, word. Yeah, Van. That's what's like up. We used to, like, in an L.A. fitness rec league. A lot of you not. Oh, um, wow. So I remember when he started at TMZ, so I, I feel like that's dope for him. That's he good. Could hoop. He, big dude, he's like 6'3", 6'4". Oh, okay. Yeah, he can hoop, though. That's what's up. But, yeah. Um, yeah, Kanye. Mm. But as it really... As it relates to production, uh, yes, he had the floating stage. I think there are pros and cons to that. Um, it would be dope if the floating stage was see-through. Because when you float over people... You can't see the stage. Exactly. Right. Like, you can't see shit. Right. Then you rely on... That, that mosh pit of just people... Yeah, and when you spend, you know, the most money to be in that particular section, like, that's, like, the dream section, you know, you're like, bruh, Really? Like, you got to be on top of me, though. You know what I mean? I can't see you. Like, nah, I, just hear I gotta just look at the screen right, right. now. So, you know, I think that um, that kind of, that's like a con. You know what I mean? Everything else is a pro, but that's just like one, you know, mishap or whatever. But, um, yeah, back to Jay-Z and Beyonce. Definitely an amazing production. Jay-Z... I've seen set. him before, but it, he is just great. Be honest, who had the better set between Jay and B, like Beyonce? For me personally, yeah. I rocked out to Jay Z, mad heart, mad heart, and so I'm a I Beyonce like a fan. Of, I feel like a lot of women go for Beyonce, but Hove has hits. Like Bruh. Beyonce stopped writing hits a long time ago. Not to say that her music isn't dope, but she hasn't had those big hits that she used to have. Because now she's just like, I don't care about radio play anymore. I'm gonna make the music I want to make. Fine, because right. she—I mean, she's so like, culturally. That's what I'm saying. Like, she's very much she's into a game that. So, like, I don't remember her last big hit. Like, that was mm-hmm. a monster. Like, what's been her single ladies in the last couple of albums? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But Jay Z, every album. I'll just he say has this: a banger for you. Jay Z's um, body of work, when it comes to when they make that come to life in a live performance, it's a beautiful experience. You know what I mean? Like. Just, just the sound of the music. It's just like that shit is going hard in the paint yeah, right knocks. now. Yeah, it knocks. <laughs> His music knocks. So yeah, I'm a huge Jay Z fan. I mean, I felt like I was rapping all the words, and like nobody in my section knew them all. I was like, what? <laughs> like you don't know this record though? Like this joint is dope as shit. Like yeah, where women you been? Are not checking for Jay. Yeah. Like I was I'm, talking to a homegirl of mine, and she was just like, yo, like yeah. Such and such was going on. When Jay came out to perform, I'm talking to my friends, meeting different people, and I'm like, yo, y'all acting like Jay ain't, like, he's the God MC. He's been calling himself that for a reason. My man can spit. But I get it. Like, now he's old man. Nobody's really rocking with him. I thought 444 was dope. Uh, but what was Beyonce's last album title? Was Lemonade or Last Drink? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Women love Lemonade. I like Beyonce. I think that if is. Beyonce, you know, just did more interesting things vocally like there are clips of her from other performances where she does you know like we really feel like we're getting a taste of some extra vocal vocal situations what's the best Beyonce album ooh um hmm um I think it was a self-titled album called Beyonce a while ago but it had like green light on it and um, Deja Vu. I remember where I was the first time I heard Deja Vu. Dope record. That bass line, that bass lick in I there did love is, Green Light. 
That is, I was like, oh man, there it is. That that's it right there. It reminded me of like Patrice Russian. That was off a of B Day. Oh, okay, B Day. My bad. Uh, uh, Beehive folk. My bad. My bad. Don't yeah, they like to kill throat. everybody. Yeah, they're gonna be like, yo, we gonna come up to the event. Uh, um, well, that's good. If you wanna come after me, cause you mad that I fucked up the the name of a Beyonce <laughs> album, Hunty, you can come to Ivy City for ten dollars October sixth. See about me. <laughs> I've always thought that her best album was Crazy in Love. I really have. Like, I thought that she hit the pop notes. Mm. That was when Sean Paul was popping on everything. So she had, like, you know, the dance hall wave. She showed that she still was in the ballad space because that's when ballads were still a cool thing. Mm. She gave you, at least for Beyonce's part, she mm-hmm. gave you the entire range. And I remember just being like, damn, this shit is dope. I, like, uh, and I'm a, I'm a guy, like, I, I'm an R&B head, but I remember, mm-hmm. like, yo, this is dope. Like, I listened to Signs just the other day. I'm like, yo, this is a dope record. Yeah, it, yeah, she definitely has solid bodies of work. I ain't gonna lie, I do love the song Kitty Cat only because she says you ain't got to lie, Craig. Yeah, you had all them B Day tracks. Like, I remember listening to all of that. Yeah, but I do appreciate, um, you know, the album with Drunken Love and stuff like that. I, I like some of the contrast. That's and the Beyonce album. Yeah, that was the self titled one. The Drunken oh, okay. Love, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I definitely like, appreciate that. I like, what was the track with Drake? I Just Want to Say Your Mind. I yeah. love that song. Yeah. I love that song. I like the way the production switches up, the actual music switches up in that record. I really appreciate that. And I love it. I love listening to that live. I, I really appreciate how they arrange that live. Sure. I like that a lot. Um, I really like the Carter's album, the most recent one with the both of them. Really, it's re- it's yeah. really a it's a Beyonce album with Jay Z features. That's you how think I look so? at it. I don't yeah. think so. I feel like it's a it's a dope blend of the both of them. You know what I mean? Like Beyonce likes a lot of large horns. You know what I mean? Like, because um, uh, I loved Seven One Eight, but I think that's just because that's the track where Jay was like rapping the most. Mm-hmm. Like most of it was Beyonce is gonna sing, um, chorus verse. Jay will give you a verse on it. Like, mm-hmm. 718, it was just like, you know, two verses with him. She was doing the hook and the bridge. I was like, yo, this song. But some of the, nice. I feel like a lot of the, you know, quite a few of the tracks remind me very much of Jay-Z. You know what I mean? I feel like they would would have been tracks that he would have requested if she wasn't, you know, a part of the project. If it was just his own thing or something like that. I feel like he would have held it, held it down on some of those tracks. Anyway, um, yes, I'm a fan of ape shit. It definitely gets me going on the workouts. Uh, <laughs> and as a person working in entertainment, I'll be like, yes, girl, I've seen the crowd go ape shit. Let's do it. <laughs> so, yeah, it definitely hypes me up for sure. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I, after Crazy in Love, I do like lemonade, but. Like Jay-Z said, lemonade is a popular drink and it still is. I felt like that was the corniest shit my man ever said. No, that's not his line. That wasn't his line when he said all that. Yeah, but that's not. um, Jay Z didn't create that line. That's from another rap artist. Yeah, that's a shout to another uh, rap artist. I was so mad when I heard that. That's not him. That's that's a. Because I know that he'll do stuff like that. Okay. To. um, 
Sheesh. Oh. Lemonade is a This is terrible. Drink. I'm really. It still is. Okay. Yeah, like, that that's not his. That's Hove not my, his piece. Yeah, Hov is kind of like in my top five. Like he alternates with my. Well, no, my favorite rapper is Redman. But wow, like, I didn't see that coming. Yeah, it was <laughs> I love smoke weed. I love oh. Redman. Redman is my favorite rapper. Like hands down. All right. <laughs> I, like, I like metaphors and punchlines. Okay. So that, that did it for me. Word. Metaphors and punchlines. Yo. I'm glad you had it. <laughs> like everybody be like, word. Okay, like he's a rapper, but I, I yeah, nobody actually expects that. Nah, it's not Nas. It ain't Hov. Mm, My favorite okay. rapper's Redman. Okay, they ain't my top five, but Redman. All right, like I'm on um, like, like my puffy stuff. Redman, 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 Redman. Oh wow, who's your favorite? Fi- like who's the best five rappers? <laughs> Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Dylon, 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 Dylon. Yeah, yeah. Like, nah, Redman, Redman, Redman. But yeah, that 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 lemonade line is from a different rapper. Uh, I think I have his face. I can't draw his name. I'm sorry, y'all. Eighties dude. Super terrible. Right now it's six forty-seven in the evening. Nah, yeah. That's okay. Yeah. It's probably um, from like Big Daddy Kane or something. But yeah. Uh, I probably have to look that joint up. Try nah. the University of Google <laughs> and find out. Um, you know, Google knows everything, but uh, yeah, that's that's not his line. So, I want to wrap this up. Um, what are you looking to accomplish with your business? Um, in an ideal world, what would you like to see happen with it? Um, of course, a great turnout. I want to. F- I want my audience to walk away and feel like they got some tangible points that can be applicable to their growth. You know what I mean? That's what I really want them to to see. As far as behind the scenes is concerned, yes, I wanted to be able to garner a strong reputation um, and for people to say, oh, this was dope. You know, I'll definitely attend another behind the scenes event. You know what I mean? I wanted to be able to um, garner a following from the event. You know, but I also definitely just want to see artists in the district feel like they they got something really good out of it. Not just like, oh, man, this is some surface stuff again. Come on. But I want my panelists to also feel something. I want them to feel like, man, I feel like I got, you know, I gave some really good tips and I dropped some great jewels out here. You know what I mean? I want them to be able to interface with some of the audience members and feel like, yeah, okay, cool. This was good. You know what I mean? I feel like I gave great information. I feel like it was well received. You know what I mean? That's an exchange between the audience and the panel. So um, I definitely just want it to be a major success and um, I want it to be something that you know, helps people long term, but it'll help this event. You know, it's just the start of behind the scenes platforms and um, it'll be more events to come. So, yeah. Well, I'm Level definitely up. excited. Yeah, I was going to say I'm definitely excited. Um, I myself, again, I bought a ticket. I'm going to be Appreciate there on October 6th. I, I want to say that might even be my school's homecoming week. weekend, and I'm still going to be there. Really? Yeah, that's it. Oh, thank I went you. to College Park, yeah, but. Um, oh, that's down the street. That ain't that bad. Yeah, but you know, that's like, on the I green some line. Stuff. Hey, I ain't taking the green line up there. I know, like, I know. I'm just saying. I'm um, just saying. Like the green line's the worst line, and I mean, I I had a house in a in Greenbelt, so like I get it. But ooh, um, I want to say like two things. Uh, one, I really appreciate you coming. Uh, I think it's cool when I get the chance to kind of interact with people that are doing things mm-hmm. and. 
in turn trying to grow their brands, uh, doing positive stuff. I think this is cool for people who, you know, clearly don't have any idea of kind of where to go. Mm-hmm. I would have loved for somebody to have like a podcast seminar or how to grow certain things before I kind of jumped in and made all of the mistakes that I made up front. Mm-hmm. Maybe mm-hmm. that would have saved me either some money, some time. I would have got more followers. All of those things that possibly could have happened if I knew something or if I knew what I knew. Um, so I think that information is always key. Uh, second, um, again, I want a bunch of people to just support you. Uh, anything I could do to help out it, yeah. with that, you know, again, like I, you saw, I'm, I'm going to buy a ticket and tell my friends to buy a ticket, see if we can at least come. And so that you have people that obviously aren't really connected to you, but that are coming to support. And obviously, like the word gets around. Yeah, definitely appreciate it. You know, for sure. Thank you for the opportunity to speak and giving me a um, platform to discuss my event and my experiences. You know, I hope that people uh, walk away feeling that this was a good one and um, yeah, that they feel inspired I think, yeah, to, yeah, yeah. I think people are like that. you know, attend the event. You know what I'm saying? Level Up Songwriting Music Business Summit. October 6th starts at 1 o'clock. Tickets on Eventbrite, $10. But <laughs> definitely no, appreciate say, the support. Plug it. Yeah, definitely man. appreciate all the support, you guys. Um, yeah, come out. is going to be great. I got some great people on the panel that are going to give you all the 411 and all the jewels about how to be successful and be great because I want to see y'all securities bags. So uh, I'm going to leave you with the last word saying that. Uh, I end every podcast by saying... Ball players want to rap. Um, rappers want to ball. I just want a podcast. This is Darrell of the Real World, and we're out. Peace.